Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. I don't know why it feels like I haven't done one of these in a while. I think because I like pre-recorded the last couple because I was like, you know, feeling inspired. And then this week, this past week just kind of got away from me and I hurt my foot and work was kind of crazy and we had like hella family stuff going on, like, you know, good stuff, but still. Nonetheless, hi, hi, hi. I'm happy to be here and chatting with you. Oh, I'm getting ready again because, you know, life. It's just the way it rolls sometimes. I just got moisturizer all over me. Um, okay, anyway, how are you doing? Um, I wanted to, I really wasn't sure what I even wanted to talk about today. And then I just kind of felt like I wanted to, I don't know, share part of my story about sisterhood wounds and like what that really, what it is and what it means. And I did not know that this was, you know, a thing, like it had a name um, until pretty recently, like probably over the last, I don't know, year, about the last year, I think. Um, and a lot more so once I hired my coach, cause it's one of the things she talks about a lot because she also really believes in bringing women together. And, you know, it was interesting when I did learn a little bit more about sisterhood wounds and just kind of like healing from that trauma and things like that. It was so, it was validating, you know, because, um, I, I would sadly like to believe, I mean, I'm pretty sure most women, um, have dealt with sisterhood wounds and sisterhood trauma and, you know, all the bullshit that can come with being close to other women or not close to other women, just (laughs) being a woman, I guess. But, you know, it's part of this culture that we are now very ingrained in, um, you know, it's the patriarch, it's just the way that we, the only way we see women interacting with one another, um, for the most part, is through either commiserating, right? Like, I'm, it's, it's really bad, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just the fattest, my acne's the worst, like, you don't know because you're thinner or you're, everything's, it's this, this, we're born into this, um, culture of competition and comparison and unfortunately it's what's in you know our movies our tv shows books um it's what we see modeled before us before we even have time to create our own thoughts and opinions and whatever like that is what we see so that is what we consider to be quote normal you know, girls are dramatic and mean and la 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 la. And it's like this weird um, pass, right? It's like this expectation. And if you're not that, people still don't like you because you're different, you know? And um, it's hard to navigate that. It's really hard to navigate that. And it's harder still to figure out how to navigate that as an adult. Because guess what? Adult women do the same things as teenage teenagers (laughs) they can right like sometimes if you have not dealt with your crap 
and you haven't healed those parts of yourself or made created boundaries or you know um, removed yourself from certain groups of people like I'm not in any way victim blaming or blaming or shaming Jeez, I can't talk this morning sorry um but it's true like grow you know growing up it was like um you know we'll, we'll take my college friends for example um you know, they put me through the same bullshit that anybody, you know, other friends had done. I thought college was going to be different. Like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so cool. Um, I'm going to have like real friends and it just like didn't turn out that way. Um, you know, because the same bullshit went down. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to to really remember looking back because that's a long time ago, but I'm sure I was an active participant in the way it all unfolded, right? I mean, I'm sure I wasn't completely innocent, but at the same time, you know, I was, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, I knew I needed space from this group of people, but, you know, you make that choice for yourself and then you're either outcasted or you're spoken badly about or like she thinks she's too good for us or you know whatever and it gets old man it gets really old and part of what has brought me to where I'm at today and why I'm doing what I'm doing today is um is not is wanting women to really um trust themselves to build that connection back to themselves so that they really know how they want to show up in the world, like what they want to do, how, like when we are really rooted in our truth and like really, um, when, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, like when we love ourselves, but it's true. Like when we are no longer wounded and hurting and showing up from a place of that trauma, we're actually able to like show up and be full humans. So, you know, it's, but it's really hard to work through that. It's hard to go back and look at um, sisterhood stuff because it's hurtful. It's so hurtful and um, it's so personal and it feels like if you do anything against the grain, out of the norm, that you're going to be outcast again, you know? And for me, so I had a terrible um, experience in middle school uh, with a group of girls. And to this day, I I don't know what sparked it. I wish that I, well, I don't know if I wish I did. I mean, I guess I don't really care at this point, but um, you know, the summer after I graduated or promoted from eighth grade, there was this group of girls and they essentially just harassed the shit out of me. Like they, I, this was in the era of pagers. So they would page me with all sorts of crazy shit. They would call my house at all hours of the night. They would like van, they vandalize like our property, like my dad's truck and like all sorts of stupid crap. And, um, and it was really bad. Like, you know, it was not fun. And luckily, though, they all went to a different high school than me, so I didn't have to, like, see them at school every day or anything, so that was good. But, um, you know, that was fairly traumatizing. So I, I started high school. I didn't have a group of friends. Um, I met a couple people at orientation, and I kind of, you know, we we started hanging out, and that was fine. And, um, and then 
I was a swimmer, so I started swimming and met some people through there. So, you know, just like anything, I mean, I expanded my social circle and it was fine. Um, but then this, like a similar thing happened when I was in high school and um, it wasn't quite so intense. Well, actually, I don't know. It depends, I guess, on what you think intense is. But um, I got sat down after gym class one day and I was told that I was no longer allowed to hang out with them anymore. Like this group of girlfriends that I was hanging out with all the time. Like they, that was my group of friends, right? And this was, I think, sophomore year. And it was right after actually a, a good friend of mine had passed away. And um, I was pretty shocked and um but also at the same time was like this is ridiculous like what the fuck you know and so they said that they didn't like that I was hanging out with other people like they wanted you know I guess to be an exclusive group of girlfriends I don't know so then you know I had to not I did I just never let it bother me um, you know, I pretended like I was fine, whatever, it's no big deal, but you know, that shit, it stays with you. And part of me wonders if I hadn't gone through what I did in middle school, if I would have reacted differently, because at that point I was still holding on to the trauma and the wounding from, you know, the years, the couple years before that. And so I don't know if it was one of those well, of course this happened. This has happened before. Clearly, this is just the way it is. I mean, I remember thinking like, I guess this is just what it's like being friends with girls, you know, because that's was the pattern. That's what had happened. And so from that point forward, I just, I never allowed myself to be a part of a group again until I was in college because I don't know, I just didn't think that it was a great idea. Um, there were definitely groups of girls that I hung out with and I had a great time with and I still keep in touch with today, but never felt like, you know, I was really part of the crew because I always kept myself at arm's distance. And, um, you know, my husband and I actually got together in high school. So when him and I got together, it was, um, I don't know, I just kind of like hung out with him or I was at home, or I had this one other friend that I saw all the time um, that I would, you know, do things with, go places with, whatever. And that was fine for me. That was fine. When I went to college, you know, I met people in my dorm. Um, I was close with my roommate. Like, you know, I made some new friends and stuff. But uh, by, what, sophomore year or so, I found myself knee-deep in, like, girl group drama. And so then I just you know, basically went back into like hiding mode. And I noticed that I I hide whenever I feel like there's a lot of attention that's going to be directed at me, even if it's good. So what's interesting is that trauma, you know, and I kind of grew up in a family where it wasn't like, it was talked about, but it was kind of like, well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and like, you know, we can't control other people, so we're going to move forward and like blah, 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 which is fine. I mean, that's fine. But also, you know, I just never had the chance to really admit to myself how hurtful it all was or how affected by it all I was. 
And it wasn't until, you know, a couple of years ago when I just sort of, it clicked for me, like, dang, man, like, I, I don't want to do this alone anymore. Like, I want to start really building relationships with other women. And it was kind of like, I gave myself that permission slip to start to call in, um, you know, women into my, my professional life. That's kind of where it started. I was like, you know, wanting to collaborate with other women and like learn from other women after doing, after like running my business solo for so long, like I never, I always wanted to be, you know, more collaborative with other people, but it just was like too scary. (laughs) You know, I was like, I don't know. It's fine. Um, and then, you know, something clicked for me. I don't know what, I don't know. I think it honestly had to do with having a baby and just not being so available to people, places, things that like didn't align for me. It really made me refocus um, my energy and like realize who and what I was giving it to that was just not reciprocative. Is that a word? (laughs) That wasn't reciprocating. you know, because I just, I didn't have the time. Like if I was going to be out of the house, like away from my kid, like, you know, my family, it's, I I needed it to be something that was going to fill me up, not drain me. And so that I think was the time. So that was what, like six years ago, seven, I guess, if you count pregnancy. Um, That was really the first time I, I felt a little more in control of what came into my sphere, right? Um, I always felt like I had to be the good girl. I had to be polite. I had to be nice. Um, and then it was like, unless you fuck me over, then I'm going to be like such a bitch, which is just, that's like such an intense way to live. (laughs) And I lived that way for a long time because I was not being, you know, honest with myself about how I was affected by, things from my past, the girls in my, in my past. And, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't necessarily hold, you know, I don't have like these grudges that I'm holding against these people. Um, you know, I think they actually all still live in town, which is also really interesting. Um, cause I also live in town in my hometown. Um, but you know, when I was able to not relive things, but go back to those wounds, kind of take a better look at them, talk about them. I talked about them with my coach and was like, I think this has a lot to do with why I am so, there's so much fear around my business expanding. Like I was, I would talk myself out of doing a lot of things in my business um, that would make me more visible or put me in a position of like authority or, you know, um, put me in a vulnerable position of like putting myself out there and possibly being rejected, right? So, you know, after talking with her about it, it kind of clicked like, holy shit, this is kind of what's been holding me back. Like I get it now. Um, And I did some work, a lot of work around how I could heal that in myself, like if I could heal that in myself, did I need to, you know, look for another, I don't know, did I need therapy, essentially, did I need to talk to somebody about this, and honestly, I probably needed therapy when I was younger, um, 
But I think where I'm at now in my life and the people that I do have as support, you know, that is enough for me. Like that's, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of support. And, um, but when I was young, you know, I was really under the impression I, I definitely believed that there was just nobody on my side. Like there was just nobody that was ever going to really be on my side. That was really going to be that really like good, loyal friend um, who just liked me. I mean, how sad is that? That's sad, you know, <laughs> fuck. And, um, but you know, it was because I just had these experiences. I um, had myself convinced that that was the only way friendships could be. And as I got older, of course, that started to shift because I did, you know, I do have like a handful of really great close friends who I love so much. And, um, and even, even that isn't like perfect, but that's because humans aren't perfect. And I think as we get older, we realize what types of quote imperfections, you know, are aligned for us. Like, you know, I mean, I would never expect a friend to like be to perfectly handle every single situation we were ever in or whatever. I mean, like, you know, like I said, we're humans, we're not robots, but people that are at the end of the day on your side, they love you so much. They care about you. They respect you. They support you. Like it's okay to like have a disagreement or it's okay to not be on the same page or it's okay, you know, to have uncomfortable conversations. I mean, in fact, I think that's what makes you closer ultimately, right? Cause when there's that level of respect there, it's, it's, it's usually okay. And um, I feel like I'm getting off tangent, but my point is once I realized this, I was able to take a deeper look at like the, I guess the power I was giving um, these wounds, you know, but I just, it was a protection thing. Like for a long time, I was really guarded and and I just had myself convinced that doing things by myself was better because like I wanted to be in, I would always say I'm such a control freak. I could never, you know, like let someone else do this for me. I could never let someone else in. I could never blah, blah, blah. And which is not true. I mean, um, you know, I kind I was a control freak a little bit when it came to my business, but what I'm realizing is really, I was just really afraid to get fucked over again, which I think is very valid. You know, it's valid. But really um, working on how I talk to myself, how I, you know, I would try and catch those really negative self-talk thoughts um, because th- being able to redirect negative self-talk into something, um, you know, more (laughs) filled with love is honestly like that's step number one. Well, I take that back. Step number one is the awareness. Like, how are you talking to yourself? What are you thinking? Like when you, when you, you know, think of something that you want to do, do you immediately talk yourself out of it? When someone gives you a compliment, do you immediately deflect it? Do you tell yourself like, oh my God, like, do you start giving excuses as to why that person just quote lied to you? Like, these are all things that, um, you know, we have been conditioned to think about ourselves for various reasons, but sisterhood wounding is a big one. 
And, you know, when I first started down this journey and having more awareness around all of this, I thought that I was going to have to be one of those people that like allowed, that never got mad at anybody. That was always like, you know, love and light. And like, you know, no, like I couldn't stand up for myself anymore, like get angry. And that is so not true because I talk all the time about being a full human and being a full human means you show a full range of emotions, <laughs> like a full range of emotions. And it also means that for me, and it could be different for everybody, but for me and what I talk to my clients about is like, this is a new level of sisterhood. This is a new level, a higher level, a more, a I guess you could say deeper, deeper, higher, I don't know, level of trusting ourselves and trusting each other and not putting up with bullshit shenanigans. Because, you know, and the thing is, people are going to people. My coach says that all the time, which I love. People are going to people and people who have not, you know, gotten to the point of this self-awareness or even starting like the reframing or the healing process they're still stuck in their trauma and they're still stuck in their wounding and they have things that they need to sort out and it has nothing to do with us. So when I began to apply that to situations where I felt like someone had attacked me or said something fucked up or like really made me upset or angry, it was like, well, you know what? Like I am just further along on this journey than they are. And it was either... And then I just had to decide, am I going to call them out or in, or am I going to ignore this completely and just like know that it's not about me, it's about them and and their shit. And then it gives you a lot more power. Like you feel much more empowered because you're just, not everything everybody says to you is going to like cut deep to your soul, right? I'm not saying, you know, it never does because sure, it definitely does. Strangers on the internet and bullshit like that. Yeah, sometimes it does bother me because again I'm a human being um but you know looking back like I, I don't even know now like probably right before Leo was born or like when he was a baby just that time in my life when I didn't have this awareness and I didn't have any of these tools in place my I didn't have a mindset practice like I didn't know what a sisterhood wound was I had no idea how to navigate through like those harder times and I was constantly trying to prove myself to other people to myself and I just got so fucking tired of doing that and I just thought you know once once I once I was able to admit that I was there was a part of me that was still deeply affected by these things that happened in my past then I was able to like release them I'm like okay I can I think I can let that shit go like I didn't know I was holding on to that it makes a lot of sense And I think now that I've done some work on myself and I am like really, truly comfortable and confident in my own skin, being my full authentic self, like I can start to heal from those traumas, those woundings. Because if I didn't have that foundation for myself, like I don't know if I would have been able to go back and look at those things and not be kind of re-traumatized or just like have it play into that mindset of like see 
you're worthless. See, no one likes you. See, no one would ever work for you. See, no one like wants to buy your shit. See, like all these things, right? Would I would go back to these thoughts and it was like, holy shit, you know, I'm ready for that to be like over. And so once I was really ready for to move forward from those thoughts and from that those times in my life, I of course like it it's not easy. It's still something that comes up for me. Like sisterhood wounding is like it deeply affects us because especially as women, we're meant to be a village. Like we're meant to do things together. We're meant to lift each other up. We're meant to extend a hand. Like we're meant to show up for one another and like be closely tied to one another. And our society and our culture, especially, you know, with, I keep saying the patriarch, with the patriarch, with like the masculine energy that's really in charge and in control, like that is not how the masculine works, right? The masculine is very independent. Um, The masculine is very, um, you know, like do it for yourself, do it with yourself, don't ask for help. Like, and that's just not how women are wired naturally. So um, actually, I don't even think that's how, like, I, I don't even imagine as a someone who's more aligned with the masculine that that would actually be very fun like and that was part of my journey too even into motherhood which then overflowed into my business was like when I was finally able to ask for help with my son it was interesting how things kind of start it was like a domino effect I started to be able to ask for help in my business or like see where I could delegate tasks and that's when my business really really took a huge like it just it boomed and that was probably like two and a half years ago, two years ago, trying to, sorry, with COVID and quarantine, like, I don't fucking know. It's like, I think something happened six months ago, but I'm like, oh my God, that was definitely longer than six months ago because six months ago we were locked down. So it, I think this was shortly after I w- went to my studio um, and I hired my assistant and really my energy shifted to really open myself up to this new way of business, this new way of living, like this new mindset of like, I'm worthy and I am enough and, and, and working like working in my business 24 seven doesn't make me more worthy or more enough. So that quote balance, if that's what you want to call it, that can be safe for a whole nother episode. Um, that's when things really started to shift and, you know, I started to trust myself to, know what was best for myself instead of always looking around to other people validating my um, decisions. It just became, like I said, very empowering. My business, I believed in myself more. I was much more confident. I was able to show up and do things that I hadn't done before because I was just, I, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of wounding. I had a lot of trauma. And, you know, I I've, I say this too, like, I'm not here to tell you how to heal yourself, how to heal your trauma or your wounding. All I know is that for so many women, a lot of our wounding is really rooted in this sisterhood wounds, in the sisterhood trauma. And it's okay to look at those things and be like, that was fucked up. I did not deserve that. Or maybe you participated. I mean, I, I'm sure I did. Like, I, I am not a perfect person either. Um, we've probably all also contributed 
to someone else's sisterhood wounding. And instead of like letting that be something that keeps you just like, I don't even know, like locked up in yourself, like, and feeling shitty. I mean, all we have to do is take accountability, say like, fuck, like that was fucked up. I don't want to operate like that anymore. I don't want to treat people like that anymore. I want to be different. I want to move forward and have, and believe that I can trust myself to not make those same mistakes or not make those same choices. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that there's so much power in knowing that about yourself in saying, I, I want to be better. Like, I hope we all always want to be better all the time. Like, I personally think that's the whole point of being a fucking human is to constantly be ebbing and flowing and growing and expanding and like learning from our mistakes and learning from the people around us and sharing in the joy and sharing in the discomfort and having hard conversations. Like, I think that's all so important. So that in a nutshell is why I really, really, really want to, wanted to get into coaching. You know, it was like, it started out as educating, which was really awesome. Like teaching in-person classes and like kind of one-offs, you know? Um, but then obviously once COVID hit, we couldn't do in-person stuff. And I just realized I really wanted to go deeper with women. I wanted us to be like, part of an actual sisterhood where we lifted each other up. We held each other in our harder moments. We um, called each other out and in for all the things, right? To like better ourselves and like expand our businesses and make more money and like be able to show up as women who no longer need to resort to the bullshit shenanigans that is expected of us in our society. And, um, you know, I might be a step or two ahead of my clients in some of the aspects of what I coach, right? Like in some of the business things and some of the mindset things and the sisterhood stuff. And I extend my hand out to them and then pull them up along this journey with me. And then they do the same thing to their circle of people. And that circle of people does the same thing to their circle of people. And maybe I am just like way too, I don't know, like, positive thinking, but I just feel like if enough women did that, if enough women healed their shit, extended their hand to the woman next to them, to their, to their peers, to their best friend, to their whoever, their sister, their cousin, and we all started this shift, then what the fuck? Like we wouldn't be hurting each other constantly, right? We would be like up leveling ourselves and each other just simply by being. And that seems pretty fucking cool to me. So that's what I hope to do with my coaching business is to kind of extend that hand and keep extending my hand out and like pulling people along and getting them in on this journey of self-discovery, self-love, self-trust, like fucking making good ass money, doing what we love, like Oh my gosh, it makes me really excited. I can go on and on. I won't. I really have to go because I'm going to be late for freaking work. But I love you guys so much. And um, just know that if you have some deep-seated shit, it's cool, man. It's cool. Maybe try like a brain dump, a, a journal brain dump. Or if you're better at vocalizing it, like do a brain dump into the notes section of your phone. 
or talk to someone that you feel can hold you in in that that can hold that space for you right I mean that's what it's all about honestly is witnessing each other holding space for one another really healing so that we can show up and be more visible and be more badass and um thanks for listening and holding the space for my story and just know that I love you and this is always a space where you can come and just be your whole ass self okay I love you guys and I'll see you next week. And um, of course, if you're loving the podcast, take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me, um, send it to a friend, whatever. All right. Bye.